Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. It is a football Friday here on the Wolf and Luke show, and uh, we are fortunate enough to have us uh, joining us right now. Chad Brown played for the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Patriots. He's the host of the Chad and Nate show on 104.3, the fan in Denver. And um, already during the break, Chad and Wolf are, are bonding over Bill Belichick's story. So maybe <laughs> oh I should just let you guys goodness. go right there. Well, first of all, when you go through the process of being coached by Bill Belichick, it leaves... It leaves a mark on your soul, does it not, Chad? It, it, it's it's an it, it's an amazing experience. If you are a pure football person, to to walk away from that experience and not know more about football, not be wowed by the teacher slash coach that Bill Belichick really is, and all the nuances and details that he's able to communicate to his players. Um, I played for Bill Cowher and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was a great experience. But the Steelers was about, you know, having young, aggressive guys and overwhelming people with how hard we played football. I played for Mike Holmgren. You see Mike Holmgren on the sideline, very professorial with his glasses on his nose. (laughs) And it's about, you know, running the Bill Walsh offense at a high level. Being coached by Bill Belichick and being with the New England Patriots, it was about do your job, but it was about – Every single play, in every single situation, there is the right play to make. Not the athletic Details. play, not, not, not some amazing complex play, but the right play to make. So he is going to teach everybody on the roster about situational football. What is your role in that situation, and what is the right play to make in that situation? This is just listening to you talk about Bill Belichick. He said, "Do your job, just like you always say, do your job." I know it's just—it's like wrapping a warm blanket around me (laughs) on a cold winter's day because it's just so familiar, Chad. Now, listen, you played what thirteen years? Fifteen. Fifteen. What? 15 years. 15 years. Yes, thanks. Whoa. Thanks, mom and dad, you know, for making me genetically blessed. You, know, you don't do that without getting some help from mom and dad. And then I, I married a great woman who uh, fed me some good foods and made a nice soft home so I wasn't out on the streets doing craziness. Oh, my goodness. 15 years in the National Football League. So I have to ask you this right now. When you consider the entire football universe, when you look at what has happened to the NFL in the game of football, what do you see? Um, I see, you know, some. Uh, I see some a little bit of frustration with how the game is being played and officiated. We saw some of the uh, rough in the quarterback calls last night. It's like the really, taunting. and and the taunting as well. The rough in the quarterback stuff. That's just so difficult from the old school football perspective. But I recognize if we want to have football fifty years from now, who makes that decision? It's not you or me or some football guy. It's the moms of America mm-hmm. who make that decision. And if little Timmy's going to play football, mom's got to feel pretty comfortable with that. Football numbers are in decline in certain states. Um, I have, was on a conference call with the Pac-12 network yesterday, one of their advisors. And football in California is down. High school enrollment's down almost 25%. Whoa. Whoa. And, you know, California's a, you know, there's a lot of talent that comes out of the state of California. So that's a significant number in a state that provides a lot of talent to Pac-12 schools and ultimately to the NFL. So if mom's not comfortable with little Timmy playing, what are we going to have? We can't just have, the, you know, 
SEC country providing us with football players. We need a little bit broader base than that. So there's some concern about how well do we balance playing football, the rough, aggressive, violent sport that it is, but also letting little Timmy's mom feel comfortable that football is going to be good for Timmy. See, that I think that resonates with a lot of people because, like you say, you're looking for the preservation of the sport long term, more so than just guys taunting or guys looking at a sideline after a big play and getting a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> Where do you come out on the taunting? Oh, uh, football is a, a, a game of full of passion. And for Cassius Marsh, the guy who was penalized the other day, I yeah. actually coached Cassius during one of my coaching internships uh, in, with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Cassius is a guy who's bounced around the league. I think he's eighth year in the league, eighth team eighth team that he's been on so for him that's like a great moment i got a sack on a big time game so the, to release the emotion and do his little spin kick thing that was awesome unfortunately the league you know took issue with him posturing towards the sideline and i've seen some players come out and say well what is going to be called you can't just say you know the taunting is bad for football and we want to you don't want to engender ill will between teams you've got to give some specifics now they have officially added posturing to the taunting rule because players have been asking where does this line lie where do i have to direct my passion someplace i can't direct it toward the opposing sideline i can't direct it directly in the face of another player where do i focus my passion after making this great in some cases this great play didn't just happen on sunday the origins of this started back in March when I started working on my game, and now all that work has come to fruition. I made this tremendous play. I jump up and I want to celebrate. Oh crap! I can't turn to that sideline. I got to go to my sideline. I got to make sure there's not an opposing player in my view when I do this. The NFL, I think they, you know, I understand what they're trying to do. Uh, but in some cases, I think they've gone a little bit overboard, particularly with this taunting rule. Okay, so Chad, i got to ask you this right here. There are so many things I want to talk to you about, but man, so little time. I'll start right here. Um, who's the best team in the NFL? Ooh, man. Uh, I think some folks would have said the Cowboys until the Broncos blew them off Ooh. the field. Uh, you know, I think uh, some folks may have said, you know, Green Bay. But obviously, if Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, is unable to play, they're not the best team in the NFL. Uh, But for the Cardinals to go out and get a win with a backup quarterback, uh, maybe at this point they are? You're asking the question? (laughs) Because, well, I I can't end it with an exclamation point. I have to end it with a question mark because each week in the NFL – presents some surprises that we're unprepared it's for. It's kind of like last night, yeah. right? Yeah, who, you know, who, would have, who would have picked the Dolphins over the Ravens? Who would have picked the Cowboys, I mean the Broncos over the Cowboys? So each week in the NFL, we're always surprised that we think we know, but sometimes we just don't know. And it's obviously a week-to-week league, and it's hard to maintain that razor's edge of sharpness. Um, you know, I'm sorry, who, who the who did the Cardinals lose to a couple weeks ago? Green Bay. Uh, the Packers, yes. Yes, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I saw them play um, against Houston, and I saw enough issues. I thought, okay, if you guys don't clean up these issues that I saw against Houston, I called that game for Compass Media, the Packers are going to beat you. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, once again, I think it's it's really, really difficult when I watch Arizona Cardinals because I've watched every game. I'm their analyst, so I watch it. I watch the tape. And um, I'm having a hard time finding a weakness on this team. I really am. And especially maybe the rush defense. You could point to that and say that's been problematic from time to time right now. But their, their team overall, if you look at the numbers, man, the tape backs it up to me. 
Uh, I, I think they're a, a tremendous team, and I think Vance Joseph has done a good job. My former college teammate, Vance Joseph, with coordinating that defense. Uh, another one of my high school teammates, Marcus Robertson, is a defensive backs coach. So I'm, I'm aware of what's you know going on with that team. But you know, the when you're building a defense, it's tough to be able to build for everything with some of the roster limits and all that stuff. So do you build for a defense that plays best when your offense is ahead so you can get after the quarterback? Yes. Or do you build a run-based defense? You know, they chose to go with the defense that can get after the quarterback when they're ahead because they don't assume they're going to be behind very yeah. often. Uh, I called the Cardinals game uh, a Cardinals game last year, and I thought um, – Cliff Kingsbury has a tendency to be a little too cute with some of his play calling, get a little bit off track. You're not recognizing where you are in the game and how you want to win the game. I know you've worked on this play for a couple of weeks and it's still on your play sheet and you haven't called it. It's okay, man. Save that for another week. Run the football here. Just finish this game out. Just do that. So I saw uh, too much of that over the last couple years. I'm seeing less of that this year. I agree with that. I agree with that, Chad. That's it. That really has been the difference this season. This it is has. exactly what you just said. Chad Brown, this was fun, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, this is a blast, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks oh, yeah, for having me on. Dude. Thanks a lot.